The Olympic Games in London will certainly be one of the biggest stories of the year, but there are 100 days to go till the start of the Paralympics, also in London. The organizers are starting to talk in public about something that's never happened before, a sellout. The last remaining tickets go on sale today, a chance to see more than 4,000 elite athletes. And this is big. Television audience a little shy of 4 billion in front of more than 3 million spectators. 11-time gold medalist Dame Tanny Gray-Thompson has broken over 30 wheelchair world records in track and field. Now retired, she's clearly looking forward to the Paralympics, which she insists will leap over a high bar. London calls these the summer games for the able-bodied and Paralympians together. Pole vaulters, wheelchairs, and runners, different events, but in a sense, she says, equals. The previous bids were a little bit tokenistic towards the Paralympic movement, but with London, it was always about bidding for the two games. The fact there was one organising committee, which is the first time it's been done, um, I think has made a a huge difference. So the person who's in charge of sport is in charge of sport for the both games. The person who's in charge of transport is in charge of transport for the both games, which just means it's actually it's cheaper to do it that way. It's it's just more sensible. It makes the planning a lot easier. It puts the Paralympics on a whole new level, um, and I think will encourage other host cities. To, you know, they'll never be able to go back to, to previous games, which we were just treated in a very tokenistic way. You say tokenistic, um, this idea of we'll do the Paralympics as sort of a favor that we're doing to this population that wants to participate, that ought to participate, and wouldn't it surely improve their lives to be able to have their own kind of games? When you get that out of the way, when you move away from that kind of attitude, you suddenly begin to see the intrinsic athleticism of some of these individual events that really kind of transcend the question of, okay, there's runners and then there's wheelchair runners. They're just fundamentally different events that add to the Olympics. They don't constitute some sort of substitute Olympics. How does that change happen? Well, I think when I was an athlete, I, I saw it in probably a different way from how I do now. So when I was an athlete, it was just about elite sport. It was one person winning and everyone else not winning. And I I found it very difficult to understand some of the public perception around the Paralympic movement. But I think now I've retired, I I kind of do understand that that people look at the Paralympic Games. And there still is an element of, oh, aren't they wonderful? Oh, bless them. And and we have to move away from that. We have to move to, to a point where the elite nature of the Games is understood. So if you ask the public, what does it take to be an Olympian? They will say, you know, talent, training, dedication, resilience... And we need that to happen in the Paralympic movement. We're not quite there, but I think we're the closest that we've ever been. And you only have to look back as far as Seoul in 88 when, you know, the government built a separate Paralympic village because they didn't think that people would buy the apartments that disabled people have been living in. So the Paralympic mm. village was built to be a, almost like a commune for disabled people. Because that's where they put Yeah, I guess so. That's, yeah, yeah there you exactly. Go. And then they, kind of that changed and... You know, there's there's been this massive transformation, and now I've retired. I do recognise that it's elite sport, but there's also other things we can we can do with the Paralympic movement. How much work does the disability community itself have to do to bring together people who are elite athletes, people who are in the Special Olympics, people who are in some of these other programs, and the various kinds of disabilities, blind, deaf, the the different cultures in all of these communities that sometimes don't see eye to eye or ear to ear on a lot of things. How much work needs to be done there? The difficult bit is that, you know, blind people, blind athletes have a, a, a kind of a different view generally to maybe wheelchair users, and we are all fighting for slightly different things. And it's quite difficult when, you know, the media 
and, and probably the general public would like to lump us all together and call us disabled. And uh, I, I think that makes it quite challenging. But we've still got a lot of work to do to get enough advocates with a strong enough voice to say, yeah, we, we do have some things the same, but there's also lots of things differently. And we, we have to try and sort of fight some of those battles. 11-time gold medalist Dame Tanny Gray-Thompson speaking to me in London about this year's Paralympics she's helping to organize, which start in 100 days.